Welcome to Immortal Wounded Podcast, episode 43. I'm your host, James. And I'm your host, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hi, James. <laughs> it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been, yeah. It's been it's, a few months again. I don't know how that yeah. happened, but it has been. Yeah, I think it, it just does sometimes. I think um, life just goes on, and before you know it, it's been almost two months since you've since we've recorded. But uh, I actually had a look back at our episodes this year, and it's been a bit less, a uh, bit, bit of a less of a uh, frequent podcast this year. Which, yeah, it is what it is from time to time. Yeah, I think we've both said like we never want to record if recording's a chore, so we'll just we'll record when we can, and we'll try and record. For- like kind of once a month, once every two months, but there will be times when it's busy. And obviously I, I had the move at the start of the year up to, up to Brisbane. And then, yeah, yeah, you guys have, you guys have been impacted with COVID and stuff. So you got stuck yeah. on, you got stuck on the Navy base and everything. So when, when you're home, you wanted to see your wife. So it's, yeah, life gets, life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's still, we're still in lockdown mode. Um, I've gone back to the office for a couple of weeks, but it's kind of, yeah, between home and the office, but, uh, yeah, so it's very much in that lockdown mentality. So, um, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners are still in there too, our New South Welshmen at least and Canberrans, um, and shout out to you guys and Victorians. Yep. Yeah. Everyone except Queensland pretty much. <laughs> How is Queensland going? It's still we're still in the same time zone at the moment. Yeah, we are. It's um, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty good. I'm just mm, nervously waiting for COVID to hit us. Um, I just think we're delaying it, to be honest. And at this rate, everyone's talking about oh, Queensland will surely Queensland will open the borders to to New South Wales and stuff for Christmas for the tourism. But I'm like, no, I reckon we'll have COVID by then. I reckon it'll it's <laughs> yeah. it's just delayed it, and then by that point, we'll have hit the wave. We've got a couple of cases just, I think, in the community over the last few days. So we're on yeah, a bit of a alert to see what happens of those. But yeah, and our vaccination rates are lower elsewhere because people are like, no, it's fine. It's not much COVID here. So you get all those people that don't want to get the vaccine because they think it doesn't matter. Mm. But so yes. be it. Yes, well, um well, I've been on a bit of a hobby rampage in the lockdown. Uh, so I was able to finish off my 40 zombies, which I'm very, um, very happy to get through. Uh, I'm pretty happy were these with your, how they uh, up. These were your normal ones, right? Not your Fireforge ones. These were the, these are the, the Fireforge new... ones and oh, the, are... the um, Curse City ones. So I have, I've, uh, I've got 30 Fireforge ones and 10 Curse City zombies which the new gw zombies but um i sort of combine them together into a single unit of 40 or a unit of 20 with uh 20 spares because i was thinking if i take a unit of 40 then i kill lots of more models i'm just gonna like go above the 40 so it means i have to paint another at least another 40 i'm just like i'm just like oh i don't know if i could do that just yet maybe in a few months (laughs) after i've painted some characters and maybe a few other models um and uh yeah, so uh, I got them. Because you've already pen- got you've already got like forty zombies, right? But they're in a different scheme, right? Because you, you're doing this army like wintery and stuff, aren't you? Yeah. So this is the kind of the more narratively um, inspired Vendrak Dynasty Soulblood army. So using the Vikos dyn- Dynasty um, rules for the game, but yeah, that's the the vibe. Is there like a 
a vampiric clan that live in the frozen northlands of Shaiish. So got that whole snowy base vibe going and lots of cool colors, like sort of cooler tones and glowing eyes and things like that. So kind of drawing inspiration from um, Game of Thrones uh, with the, yeah. the, the undead. So that those, you know, there's real blue glowing eyes and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah you've been posting, posting so many photos on the on the Facebook page and stuff. It's been really cool to see. Meanwhile, I've been sitting doing no hobby, so I'm just like, oh, well, at least James is posting stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah, I kind of go through my phase with it. Like I've I finished the the zombies now. That was kind of the main focus, and uh, then I busted out a necromancer, which is another Fireforge model. Um, so I got him done, and I'm moving on now to. Um, so I've got some dire wolves, well, some Mercia models from uh, that I'm going to put in as dire wolves. They're huge. They're like, as, they're massive. They're taller, like, like they're just as big as the wolves you get on um, Belladama. Like, they're oh, yeah. probably bigger. They're probably bigger than those actually. So they're going to be her, like, they're going to. It's a unit of five, and Mercia miniatures fucking expensive <laughs> so yeah, yeah i was i'm gonna kind of wait for another sale to get the other five um yeah when i bought them it wasn't um minimum unit 10 so i'm like i actually did order another five from mercia but it was a different set and when i got them they're actually a lot smaller so they're more like puppy wolves or wolf cubs <laughs> in comparison to the size so i'm sort of got another five i don't know what i'm going to do with but i'll probably use them for like just other elements or other heroes like like other wolves on bases or something like that, but yeah, right. Or um, maybe use the smaller wolves for you know with Belladama's spell, how she can yeah. um turn some models into you know D three wounds, mortal wounds, whatever, and turns the the wounds, sorry, model slain turn into die wolves. So yeah, I might use them as like as for that for her spell. Yeah. So yeah, that's great, super legit. And spell. yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, it is a good spell. Um, I haven't had a chance to use it yet because I haven't been able to actually play any games of the of the new edition. So I'm just like out in the wilderness over here, just painting in into the abyss. Um, but yeah, the five Mercia wolves I'm going to use as uh, for the command trait. Um, I was just going to say there's a command trait that lets you summon five wolves, so you could yeah. Just do that. So yeah, so that's going to be for that for that command trait. So I've got those wolves sorted, and then like big chunky tall like gigantic wolves like die wolves um and i've got a, a gw box of um the new die wolves which i'll add to the to the army as well so wolves wolves and more wolves <laughs> um yeah, belladama i'm building at the moment um so i've got her in sub assemblies ready to prime and start painting um i've got a oh of course love the gate the the grave keeper um, so he's built, ready to prime, and I've got a vampire lord uh, from um, Carol Rudick Miniatures. So he's a Polish sculptor, um, and he's just got this awesome, really menacing, giant sort of vampire dude with this kind of machete-looking sword and this, like, savage-looking shield. And so I'm looking forward oh, to yeah, painting him as well. Yeah, I think yeah, I remember you sent a photo of that in the hobby chat. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, so he's ready to prime too. So I'm I'm in a bit of a building phase, um, but it's slowed down a bit in the last couple of weeks because I've been back in the office and 
busy, um, <laughs> up early, bed early sort of thing. So hobby has sort of slowed down a bit since I finished the zombies. But um, yeah, over the next couple of weeks, I reckon I'll be able to finish building what I want to build and then, yeah, start getting back into that painting phase. So, but yeah, I'm just, I'm bummed I haven't had a, been able to play any games um, for obvious reasons, lockdown, but um, I did try to get into one of the local TTS leagues here in Goulburn, um, Nerdstar. Robbie at Nerdstar's um, taking the initiative during the lockdown to run TTS um, campaigns and stuff. Um, so props to you, Robbie. And But I <laughs> I just couldn't get into it. I couldn't. Yeah. I, I tried. I gave it a good a red-hot go <laughs> with... Um, like Robbie on the phone with me, like, okay, you got to do this, you do that. And I'm just like, like, I I just, I think my computer's a bit too slow. So it was okay. more frustrating than ever. And I was getting a headache um, just trying to concentrate. And it was, I think I'd just been on the computer all day already uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> working sort of thing. So I was like, the last thing I wanted to do was like focus in for another four hours on the computer or whatever. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I might give it, I'll have to give it another go really. Um, but I just haven't, return to it so I'm, I'm just hoping we can just go back to playing games again because you know the th- the main thing for me is the hobby and the spectacle of the models and the table and and the the social interaction and yeah, yeah. i love i love the 3d <laughs> the 3d aspect of of uh, yeah. of gaming so um have you tried watching any bat reps and stuff like almost playing vicariously through like watching people oh yeah play, i've been like- watching yeah, I've been watching, I think it's uh, Season of War. Season of War, yeah. Yeah, I've been watching some of their bat reps. Uh, I mean, really, I really enjoy their um, bat reps, actually. Uh, so I've been watching some of theirs. Um, I think the last one I watched was a Night Haunt versus Skaven battle. So it's mm. cool to see some different armies on the table. Um, I've heard really I've heard really good things about Season of War. Like, I don't personally watch any bat reps, but loads of people have said like the season of war is it jordan like that does them apparently like everyone yeah. said they're they're like the best aos bat reps and stuff so um yeah, yeah they're really maybe really I'll, well I'll done start, i'll start giving them a look um but yeah i've i've tried a few times to watch bat reps and then the second people get stuff wrong it just triggers me and then i'm like well the whole game's different now and then like but then yeah. when i've done them myself inevitably something goes wrong but then I, yeah. if it does, I always try and be like, well, we need to explain that we know that that was wrong and different. But then they're like, no, I just don't worry about it. I'm like, no, because you need to <laughs> tell people that you'd like, because otherwise, like, what's the point in putting it out there if it wasn't a legal game? But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've always been a bit like reticent, I guess, to to watch yeah. bat reps. But I have heard really good things about Season of War. So I might start tuning in and, and watching some of them. But I mean, I'm not yeah. shy for con- I'm not shy for content. I think Notorious have just released their second four hour podcast in a week, so I'm like, okay, I've yes. got plenty of yeah. I've got plenty of podcasts yeah. to listen to. Thanks, yeah, Kiwi boys. Yeah, boys. So shout out to you guys. Yeah, I was I've, um I'm about two and a half hours in <laughs> into the the Stormcast one. Uh, so yeah, I've got to go back to listen to the rest and then to the um the Cruel Boys. So yeah, it's good to hear the hear those boys back in your motherfucking ears. <laughs> yeah and here's here's some uh some hip-hop at the end i always stay for all the for all the hip-hop at the end oh yeah definitely <laughs> um, yeah so yeah. yeah that's um yeah, i've been writing a few lists uh mainly around what models i'm planning to build and paint for the vehicles so uh i've actually got another Mercia miniatures uh giant skeleton um the 
what's it called? The Tower Banbrecker. Yeah, Banbrecker. That's it. Yeah. So it's going to be a um, Drogfort Kicker proxy. Oh yeah, so been, that's a cool use. Yeah, yeah, because you can yeah. have the Merc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll have him in the. I've written a list with him in it and with most of the other models um, as well. So that's going to be spectacular once I get him up and running and painted and um, in with a theme. So um, yeah, I've got my. Bloodseeker Palanquin, I, I finished him earlier in the year, but I don't think I've mentioned him on, on the podcast yet, but he's done. Um, that's also another Carol Rudick uh, vampire as the Sanguine Arc. So, yeah, this army is probably about is, is 90%. This so is this a second coming throne? Because I've seen your normal one with all your lady vamps on it with their colourful hair. So it's, have, yeah. you done another, have you done another one in your new scheme? Yeah, I've done one for the new army. Um, oh, it's, cool. uh, but it's the Bloodseeker Palanquin. So, oh, yeah, the, not the Coven Throne. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So I haven't done another Coven Throne, but yeah, it's my third kit. My first, my third building. Oh, yeah, because you've of the done kit. your Mortis got, Engine as well. Yeah. It's I such a great remember, kit. I still remember building that motherfucker for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and um, thank you. I, I will always thank you for that. It's <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. I've, I've got yeah, three myself and I'm still waiting to build them. Like, I think they're good in the game, but I just remember how annoying that was to put together and I just keeps putting me <laughs> off building it. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, the army is probably about 90% uh, proxy models. So, uh, you know, that's the, yeah, that's the kind of aim. That's kind of point. Alternate. So I, I, I want it to look. Proxy. Yeah, alternate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So th that's, that's the new alternate word for proxy well no proxy would be like if you use skinks as zombies because they're the same base size but if you're using an alternate range of zombies as zombies they're they're not proxies they're alternate yeah. miniatures true that's true there's no there's no hate there's no hate to alternate models there's hate to proxies get your <laughs> shit skink zombies off the table come on you yeah. break in my you break in my immersion yeah bro yeah so it's all yeah all third party models alternate models except for probably i've got some old skeleton warriors like old old skeleton warriors um and i've got the new cursed city zombies um and yeah the bloodseeker palanquin with but that's just the the throne and the ghosts and the but the sanguinark is a third party model and yeah a few Mercia things thrown in it's gonna be great i'm look, i'm yeah. really getting into into the project um yeah. a lot more it's it's been a pretty slow burn one though um, I'm looking forward to seeing it all together on the table because I'm seeing all these like awesome, really good close-ups with your backdrop and your camera and stuff. But like, I'm looking forward to seeing the whole army all, all together as well. Yeah, yeah. And, um, well, that's another that's another thing. Like, I've I've been sort of looking into more sort of uh, more in more detail about how to get good miniature photography using your phone. So I've got an an iPhone 12. Um, pro max or something like that but so the cameras on there is is quite good uh but i've just yeah haven't been getting much satisfaction out of the photos i've been taking in recent times so just did a little bit of uh good old youtube research and um found a a channel um which oh, i can't remember her name at the moment but um yeah so she's it's called um lila the witch anyway i'll have to look it up but yeah, she had a really good uh, video on how to do photography for miniatures with a with a phone and what apps she uses. So, like, I've got a subscription to um, 
Photoshop Express, which is an app on your phone, which is really good for editing and stuff like that. So, um, but just playing with uh, white and just and uh, exposure levels, not not playing with the colors or anything, but just adjusting the the light and the dark and the brights and stuff to get um, the best out of the photos you've been doing, so you can show the paint job better. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I've been looking at that's kind of been another aspect of the hobby I've been uh, doing recently as well. So, um, and I know this is an age of Sigma podcast, but, <laughs> um, I did get a little bit excited when I saw Mantics. Um, they've recently started. Oh, James is showing that... me a Kings, Kings of War box set for everybody that Shh, can't, tell can't see the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now. It's out. The cat's out of the bag, but, um, yeah, I just saw Mantic put up a, a thing about these, this halfling army. So I've got this, I bought this halfling mega army for like $220. And so it's got everything, like it's a full ready to go army. And I just love the models. I just love the concept. I love, I love hobbits. I love halflings. So um, I just, yeah, had one of those exciting, you know, you get this excitement um, hobby moments where you just buy models for no real good yes, reason. James, I, know, than, I know that very well. I think, I think most of the people listening to this podcast would understand that feeling. So yeah, got a little excited and I've got this box here. So that's going to be a little side project for me. Um, just going to like dip my toes in Kings of War um, in, and Mantic models um, just for a bit of fun too. So, but yeah, that's enough about that on an Age of Sigma right. um, podcast. So <laughs> expanding my two... expanding my gaming uh, horizon. I was going to say you're going, to, you're going double gaming system on me, are you? Although, to be honest, like Blood Bowl and Underworlds, all that <laughs> stuff all counts as well, which I, I'm like. Yeah. Oh, all... yeah. I mean. Hobby uh, Butterfly as well. Underworlds, and... I'd like. Underworlds is like actually part of Age of Sigma, like canon and lore and stuff now. If anything, like. It's been really interesting going back and looking at some of the links that Underworlds has actually brought in. And they actually have narrative and like stories and books. And their yeah. the setting for Underworlds, I think, is now actually a precursor to where Age of Sigmar will go. Because the last season of Underworlds was Beastgrave. So it was all mm, in the realm yeah, of yeah. Gur. Mm. So it was all specifically set in Gur. And they do all this narrative around Gur. And then obviously Age of Sigmar 3 came out and it's all set in Gur. So now yeah. the new box set just got like previewed for underworlds and it's harrow deep and it's all in orgu so Ooh, okay I'm, yeah i'm pretty certain umbraneth are coming <laughs> that's awesome um yeah i haven't thought of it that way actually because that, that kind of makes sense with um with shade spire because that was really shyish um focused and that was you know a big deal with the soul wars yeah i was all about shyish and night haunt and everything like that so yeah. And yeah. yeah, so there was there was the article today and I read it and I'm pretty certain from this we're gonna be getting a new Deepkin book with a new enclave, which is gonna be like Umbraneth or some kind of like maybe the Shadow Stalker part of Doors of Cain or whatever, um, coalition, because the paragraph from the Harrody article says uh Harrodeep's existence was forgotten about and the curse was thought of as just sailor's superstition. It was rediscovered almost by accident by a group of Daughters of Cain. These rebellious elves didn't agree with Marathi's ascent to godhood, so they formed an alliance with the Eidneth Deepkin to resist the growing power of the Shadow Queen. Marathi dispatched agents to deal with this breakaway faction, but by the time they found the Turncoat's location, the Enclave had already been abandoned. 
That's awesome. So I'm like, they've, cool. they've, they've used the words enclave and they've been like some breakaways from Daughters of Cain were with Ident. Like it's so happening. That's cool. I love that. That's, I love little snippets like that. That's great. So um, yeah, I'm quite excited for, for that. Um, especially yeah, being hopefully by that point, I'll have finally finished basically my entire Deepkin collection. So if we do get a new book and it brings some new builds and stuff, then hopefully I'll be, I'll be ready. Um, although the new Stormcast book has started making me experiment with various Stormcast allies into Deepkin because there's some tasty units in there. So I've, nice. uh, I've been looking at that recently, which is like, oh, well, now I need to get this painted <laughs> stuff of my Stormcast. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, my hobby progress has basically been zero. I think since last time we spoke, I was getting my hobby finished for Toowoomba Open. Um, which was like Deepkin just trying to smash out my 30 Reavers um, and the the 10 more thralls that I needed to do, um, which obviously got to the point where they were like more than acceptable for tabletop, but they're not. I need to I still, I haven't, I literally haven't picked them up since, um, but I need to finish off the turquoise, like do the turquoise on like the finer details. So like, paint all of the gems turquoise paint the eyes turquoise and then go over and just do the little bits of like white airbrush um on top of the like edges of the turquoise and stuff um to just give that kind of extra pop and then i need to do all the resin pouring um which in itself won't take long at all because all the bases are done i just literally need to mix and pour resin so the sets of the um like containment molds so i can do five models a night essentially because it's a 24-hour curing period so just doing those 40 models will take me eight nights in a row but in terms of actually doing the resin pour it would probably take me three to four minutes to just yeah. mix the mix the small amount of resin i need and and pour them um so it's not like a lot the painting all the gems and all that stuff will take me time to do across 40 models um but I just need to get it done and then it's kind of deciding what other bits and pieces I want to finish. Um, like I've got three more eels that are in a bit of a state there, like broken Morsar that I'm, I've written some lists that have got nine ish lane. And so I'm considering, do I, do I convert those into three more ish lane and just get them painted up because I own them. And then yeah. I can, I can run those few lists I've written with nine in and then it's the other reavers. What do I do? I've, I've dropped the idea of doing 60 because playing in Toowoomba Open, I realized like mm. actually in tournament time limits and just running one block of 30 on the table, trying to do five games in tournament time limit, it's it's not practical. Mm. And yeah. like, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I didn't try and do 60 because I couldn't have managed it. So I'm, I've, deci yeah. I've decided I will never, ever play 60, even though I think it probably is the strongest version of the list. I will never play 60 like competitively just because I can't act it's fine on TTS, which is where I was doing loads of practice because you got yeah. the dice roller, but in real life, I just can't do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I've written a bunch of lists now where I've ended up going like two twenties. So I'm actually taking more, but for some reason it's more manageable. I think doing it as two units of 20, um, mm -hmm. it just seems easier to do because they can be in different places. So it's usually clearer, like these 20 are just shooting that model rather than like, 130 that you spread out and then count oh well these 15 are going to shoot into this model and these 15 are going to shoot into this model and then getting your 90 dice and then splitting them into piles and stuff it's just for some reason even though i had 40 
instead of 30 on the table, the games I've played, it's actually felt easier to do with 220s. Um, so I probably will get 10 more painted, um, but the other 20 I'll just sell. And then I've got, I've got another 30 thralls that again, I'm like, I don't know how many I actually want to use. Cause I keep saying, oh, I want to do thrall heavy lists and I think there's something in it or even if it's like MSU but then I don't I kind of I don't think I'll ever actually really do it so I'll probably paint I'll probably paint 10 more reavers and 10 more thralls so that I've got 40 reavers and 30 thralls and then I'll sell the other 20 thralls and the other 20 reavers um and then by that point I think literally every model I have will be painted so like I'll have, I've got Volti, I've got a King, I've got three Renders, I've got Soulscryer, I've got Tidecaster, I've got Gotrek, I've got the Eidolon, I've got the Turtle, I've got a Shark, I've got, I'd have three more Sar Nine-ish Lane and then 40 Reavers and 30 Thralls. So I'd have basically everything in the army for, for the various lists you'd want, um, other than very, very skewed lists. But I don't, I just don't think I want to do that anymore with my hobby, like buy specific things like I... I want a collection. Um, yeah. Other than there's a few things where I'm like, there's a new project which I'm not, I won't talk about just yet. But um, I, I I'm like I, I I never wanted to do the full army, but I do want to do a kind of specific build. So I've written a very very skewed build which is essentially like three units, and I'm just going to do that. And like I'll only do that, and I won't buy all the other stuff for the army and paint that up to just have like I, i'm just not writing lists with any of the other stuff it will just be this is this is the army i play if i play that so yeah, um, fair enough, where, yeah. Whereas, whereas with deepkin to be honest 70 or 80 percent of the list is the same models anyway regardless of what the list is like yeah there's all there's always an idol on there's always a turtle there's always some Michelane, there's always some thralls there's always some reavers there's always a soul scryer and then it's just like is there a tide caster or is there a king as the general and then yeah. is it a go trek list is it like which probably not um so it kind <laughs> of there's the the core of it is what i would have anyway and then it's just flexing i guess the volume of each war scroll based on how that list works and so i think having 40 reavers 30 thralls and nine ish lane will be enough to do any of the kind of different versions i'd ever use so yeah I think that's my plan. Yep. And so how are you finding um, the th playing the third edition? I know you've um, you just throughout there, you've been, you've been to the Toowoomba Open. Actually, yep. was, when was that? That was back in, was that that back was August. in July? August. The end, of, yeah. end of August, I think. Yeah. So about a month ago now, yeah, at time of recording. Yeah, it was probably about four weeks ago. Yeah. Maybe five weeks ago. Don't even know. Yeah. 28th, how many? 28th, 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 28th of August, so. How many games have you um have you had all up? Of, oh, I, um, third, I, third I don't know, but it'd be a lot. I have played a yeah. lot. I find yeah. I finally I finally got like a regular games night kind of well it might change, but I'm finally getting like weekly games oh, cool. at, at my house yeah. now with like a bunch of the guys up here. So I'm kind of like I'm getting oh, in at awesome. least one I'm getting in at least one, if not two games a week now, pretty much every week and then Oh, awesome. um, if there's if there's been tournaments or something on like Simon's Simon Southern Scrap, he did number five last weekend, which was just like a one day thing, which I didn't really treat as a tournament, but I went along and did two games there. 
and then I played a game last night here and then I'm I'm playing at least one more if not two games here on Friday so yeah I'll get yeah I'm getting a decent amount of games in now which is cool so I've probably played I might have played maybe 30 20 to 30 games of three now oh cool Um, wow (laughs) I'd say it's more than 20 yeah somewhere between 20 and 30 but um yeah so I played a lot um I like the addition it's really weird though like it's it's this really interesting spot where I do I genuinely believe the game is the best that the game has ever been in terms of like the mechanics and all this stuff but weirdly the meta at the moment is in this really kind of horrible spot where it's actually making a lot of people kind of go do you know what I don't actually really know if I want to play that much right now even though I like Mm. those same people I think would say oh the game's never been better but I also don't really want to play it right now it's this really weird juxtaposition where I just think if you if you're playing into the meta and you come up against the meta stuff at the moment like Archeon Marath like it's so summarized right now by like Archeon Marathi and the Bow Snakes just Mm. these these lists that are like kind of horrific so if you're not playing one of those lists that's teched out to compete against those lists, mm. I just think it's kind of a non-game because yeah, the, right. the, okay. the, the, the power creep, I think, that has happened from two to three just feels massive. And like the new Stormcast book coming out is just a pure example of that, where basically they've not quite, but they've pretty much taken most War Scrolls in the book that were existing, given them plus one save and plus one rend because that's just the meta now that we're into where it's like if you don't have a three plus base save you're considered a shit unit and so some of their units have got two plus base saves and Mm. then whereas the game when it first came out there was almost nothing i think that had a three plus base save yeah the three the three up saves were were the strong saves everything was pretty much a four up or a five up yeah, well, and a, like, lot of, a lot of a lot of stuff was yeah. There wasn't that many ward saves around, or certainly like not that that great yeah. ones. Or like if if there was something that had a four up spell ignore, it was like oh wow, this is really good. But now it's like the whole stormcast, like all the dragons just have three plus saves, four up spell ignores. Like there's a like Gardas cheap just gives you a twelve inch aura for everything of a five up ward save. Like mm, the Prime's yeah. new scroll, he's got a ward save, which I actually think is really good. It's the thing that Prime needed because for his points he's always been too fragile with eight wounds and no ward save so he's he's one of the models that i think it is good to have a four up ward save and that's fine but it's just all the other stuff that's come around it into three plus saves tons of wounds like even the new more crusher like people saw the new scroll without the full rules and as usual everyone went oh no he's awful he's got a four plus save blah blah blah. but yeah 18 Mm -hmm. 18 wounds which is obviously a big increase from where he was before but then you read the war scroll and you're like, if he's armed with this weapon, his save characteristic is a three plus. So it's like, actually, he stayed a three plus and he's just gained like five wounds or whatever. Yeah. So and then his and his attack profile went mega. Like he just got more rend, more damage, more attacks. And he stayed on the same save, but gained more wounds. And like, it's just mental. And he's like, oh, and then they just issue command abilities to three units. And you can basically, you can quite easily have six units in your army, mighty destroyers now, and just all move in the hero phase. And just the power jump of what stuff can do is mental. Um, (laughs) And so, like I say, if you're not, if you're just kind of, I guess if you're not foot on the gas and you're just trying to play for fun 
and you come into any of those lists i just think the game is rough now because you mm, you yeah. just will you literally there are a bunch of armies out there now where if you haven't taken a list that is designed to bring the tools in to try and deal with those pieces you just can't do anything and yeah. those pieces yeah. like archaeon like he can just he can take you off he can just go work around the board and and kill you and all and you can't kill him unless you've got specific builds so it's like which don't get me wrong as the new books come out they're building those new stuff in like the new warclans book comes out and cruel boys have an amazing spell law which one of their spells is just pick a unit they can't make ward saves so it's like they're putting tools in kind of because okay, to be honest yeah, cru yeah. Cru cruel boys don't have reliable casting but they have a spell which if they can get it off it's like no ward save for you so they they're starting to then go oh well there's gotrex a problem for example but now it's like well here's <laughs> he's our, always here's been our, a problem <laughs> here's our new here's our new book he can't have that three plus ward save now kind of thing <clears throat> which yeah but then for all the books that haven't been redone it just again creates that it's the stormcast have literally done this every single edition of the game they come out they're the new book with all the new tools so they're amazing yeah, they're really good for like six months. Then they get hit with the nerfs and all this stuff, and then they're kind of shit again. And, and then they stuff get the catches new, up. Then they get the new yeah. book and they get all this new amazing stuff. And that's yeah. just happened again. So it's like long strikes. Yeah, okay, the points went up, but now they're two shots each standard. So it's where before you used to try and take that one drop battalion to get them to have two shots each. It's like nah, just pay a few more points. But they're now double the output, so they're actually way cheaper than they used to be. And yeah. they're thirty yeah. inch range all the time with moving. And they're threes and twos instead of twos and threes. So now you can easily give them plus one to hit to be twos and twos. Whereas before, like you couldn't really give them plus one to wound. So they were yeah. always just going to be twos and three. So it's just like they've just made them better. Fulminators are ridiculously better. Protectors are ridiculously better. So that's even like the old models that they're bringing up to speed before we even talk about all the new ones. Like everyone's mm. talking about how bonkers the new dragons are. And like you, you can't get them yet, but like you will see them everywhere. And again, unless once that happens, unless you take the builds that will emerge from the books that people work out have ways of dealing with the dragons, if you don't take those, I just think there'll be non-events because what yeah. they can do innately is just insane for the points. And yeah. yeah, it's really weird. Like I genuinely do love the game and I'm loving playing this much. But I also don't like that I'm seeing people drop out of the hobby and, and go, do you know what? I'm just going to take a break because I kind of don't like where we're at at the moment. And it, yeah, it's really, yeah. it's, it's this really weird position that you're like, well, the, I do genuinely believe the game's better, but then how has it made the game, <laughs> the game also yeah, kind of yeah. not enjoyable? Like it, yeah, he, it yeah, is yeah. enjoyable for me, but like a lot of people, but at the same time, I still, I, it's enjoyable because it doesn't, it doesn't really like, really bother me if i go i well i can't kill Archeon. if i come up against him i just can't kill him with this list it's just kind of a it drove me mad for about a week i went down a how do i deal with Archeon rabbit hole and just tried to try and go what does deepkin do for example and i kind of went well go trek is the best way to deal with Archeon. but then i've decided that go trek just makes deepkin worse though so if I'm not playing against yeah, Archeon, right. my list is just worse against other stuff. Against other and things, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, I should be able to pin him with eels, but then apparently Archeon can just blow through 
eels super quick so that doesn't work either and it's the same kind of issue that marathi and the bow snakes presents like because let's be honest the people generally being competitive with marathi are taking keltnar so that she retreats and charges so you can't pin her down so again that doesn't really work she goes into whatever but you've also got to deal with the freaking bow snakes that are just spitting out mauls and high rend and shooting in multiple phases and so it's, yeah. yeah i don't know it, it, i'm still enjoying it and i like it because i see it as <laughs> problems to try and solve and yeah, I have so yeah. many, I have so many freaking armies anyway, that if I really need to pivot, then I will. But, um, I also don't care. Like I play the game to kind of just have fun and see, see friends and hang out. Like I'm yeah. not, but I'm not bothered. I'm not trying to go to a tournament to win it anymore. I'm like, I want to do decently well for me in terms of my performance on the table, but I'm not going there trying to take the strongest list I can take to win. And like, I'm not stressing about thinking about what armies I have to beat to win the tournament. And so, so I think you, because of that, I'm not yeah. I'm not burnt out, and I'm just enjoying playing. Well, I think I think that's that's a really good um, mentality have to have towards towards the game in general, and like in wargaming in general, basically, yeah, um, yeah. I guess I, I can't really say anything with any authority, but because um, I haven't had a chance to actually play the game yet, um, but from what I've been seeing and noticing is. Um, it is sort of, it feels like the new edition is kind of geared towards the more, um, for lack of a better word, like gamey competitive types, because you have so many interactions, so many things to think about, so many options, choices, um, <clears throat> both players doing things, uh, activating in every phase in both turns and just a lot more things to think about, I guess, is the, is the point I'm making. And so it's, it's, it's great for the real like the thinkers and the problem solvers like yourself and, you know, other, and other competitive players like, like yourself and, or that kind of player, I guess you could say, whereas the, you're sort of more casual, um, beer guy who, who beer and pretzels guy who just wants to like, you know, kick back and have a few beers and, um, you know, cheer while his gobbo tanks Archaeon or something like that, you know, <laughs> those sorts of guys is maybe not so much, I mean, maybe not so much, but, um, but I, I, yeah, that's just from what I've observed and from, you know, talking with people, chatting with other people, it seems it's kind of gone in that direction and I'm probably wrong. Um, I'm happy to be corrected, especially when I haven't played the game. And I bet you as soon as I do get some games in, I will love it and find my, my place in the new edition anyway. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I think it's you just, just have to, I, think I haven't been able to, to so yeah. As soon as I, as soon as this lockdown's lifted, which is we have the roadmap now, um, I'll be able to, yeah, I'll be. It's one of the first things I'm going to do with my new, <laughs> with the freedom, is to go and play Warhammer with my friends. You know, like so. Yeah, I think yeah. you just have to like curate your gaming experience. If it's going to get yeah. you down, yeah. I think if you like, if you want competitive games, like then I think you, you go to a tournament and I think that's your expectation that there are going to be people there that are trying to win games because at the end of it, it's a tournament. And yeah, so yeah. I think, you, if, or if you just want to play games and you just go to tournaments because you know you can play five games in a weekend, but you aren't going to take the strongest list, I think that's fine, but you have to know and yeah. be okay and be okay with the fact that you are going to get games that you probably aren't going to have a chance in or yeah. you're going to have to like, you just you just accept it and you just enjoy the game for kind of what it is and i guess that's the issue is maybe there were some people that used to do that but it, it is hard to enjoy the game if you feel like you literally can't do anything to your opponent's army and you're just mm. like well mm. i'm literally taking my models off but i don't know i think those people if you really don't care i think 
you've always got your own ways of finding fun like you just go into this game going like i don't care about the objectives i my mission is to go kill that hero and all this or whatever it is you do but if mm. you if you want to play the game and you want to have like a game and kind of be tactical but not at the cutting edge i think that's where you it's trying to find your gaming groups and you all just need to like say look should we take mid tier you just need to kind of have that gentleman's agreement and just say look we yeah. want to play get a bunch of us and say look we want to we want to play mid mid tier lists like don't bring your fucking s tier a tier bullshit that is going to just <laughs> if one of us if yeah. one of us actually turns up with a mid tier list and you rock up with that there's going to be a non game because and i think if people do that in gaming groups they very quickly will get like no one will want to play them right so if you can get a yeah, group of guys exactly, that've yeah. got if you get a group of guys that have got the same mindset and you're like, yep, this is what I'm going to play. And you'll go, no, nah, do you know what? I'm going to push these models around and I'm still going to try and win with what I've got. But you're not looking into all the tech and reading forums about how do you get the optimal Zinch list or whatever. Then yeah. I think you just you just yeah curate your gaming experience for what you will enjoy. Yeah. And, I think the average, yeah. the average, um, the average gamer hobbyist doesn't. I don't know, like, do does who has the time to go through all the different armies and all the techs? I know there's probably people that that do, in, like, do that is a big part of the hobby. Um, but I know, speaking for myself, really, is yeah, I just <laughs> I know my army, and I know maybe a couple of other armies to a certain degree. But I sort of learn more from osmosis, like, by just playing against other armies. Like, yep. I don't go and all out researching all the tech and all this, that, and the other of every army before I. I play games. I'm just, you know, I try and know my army to <laughs> try and get to know my army first as best as I can. And then sort of branch out a bit from experiences. But, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just at different levels, I guess. Um, yeah, I think it's yeah. one thing as well with, with like TTS happening. And then like, I think a bunch of people that were in like competitive video games or other systems, they hadn't mm. really dabbled then were able to just like watch streams of people playing and or play on TTA and it got a bunch of people in that have come with a competitive mindset from other systems and stuff as well that suddenly they are coming in and they're the kind of people that will read forums watch videos go okay if I'm playing yeah. this faction mm. what is the best thing you can do in this faction how does it counter all the other factions and they will meta analyze like honest wargamer like he's constantly putting out all this stuff right like every day there's a show tournament coverage it's all competitive focused and so anybody yeah, like yeah. Com anybody coming into the hobby as well now like there's so i just think the percentage of people coming in that are like coming in competitively it's mm. really lifted like how kind of cutthroat i think gaming and tournaments are and the level that more people are at in terms of like tactical knowledge and awareness of other abilities and battle times and how to counter them i just think that general level has increased like mm, it yeah, across yeah. the population um, okay, yeah. mm. for the people that are playing the game and so yeah like the i don't know like the older war gamers or the guys that have been here the hobbyists that have been here before i think they're now fewer and far between certainly yeah, sort like, of certainly sort of fading like at, at, <laughs> certainly like at events and stuff anyway just because i think there's more drive for those ticket sales at events for those there's more people trying to get to tournaments and to be competitive so mm. I do think I do think the field of people that are just here pushing out around average lists to kind of just go, yeah, it's fine. It's my collection. I just enjoy the game has got smaller as well, which is why I think maybe there have been more people of those like kind of hobbyists that have also said, I don't know if I enjoy the game anymore. 
because mm, there's yeah, more yeah. the the bad experiences are happening more frequently for those people because there are more people being competitive at yeah. the tournaments yeah, and taking yeah. these mm. lists. I think I think the thing was at the start of the game, all models could die. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like if you didn't have these insane saves and stuff like that? No matter what armor you had and how crap it was, you you could still take your opponent's models off and like play yeah. around it. Whereas I think now you just there's those those pieces and if you can't deal with it, you can't deal with it. And so I I just think that is happening more, which is the, mm. the issue yeah. they've caused with Hero Hammer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, the cycle continues. <laughs> it's but, it's not like it's you know Warhammer has been in these similar places before it's like going through going through the cycle again so but yeah and i mean probably... that being said it's still way better than it's ever been we're not at a stage of yeah there's three books for four years like warhammer fantasy days where it was like oh you played chaos demons or you played dark elves or you played whatever like it wasn't these three books with one specific build per book that were yeah. at the top of the meta for four years like yeah it's definitely still, not stag think, it's not stagnating <laughs> i think sure. almost every faction has very strong viable builds in it which and that's mm. why i think like i will still say it, i still think the game is getting better and better and better and better and into a better state mm. because it is constantly evolving and changing and the stuff that isn't at the same level they do they're they're reviewing it in a much more frequent cycle and they're trying to bring those books up but inevitably power creep is a thing and it will always be a thing so yeah, yeah. i think um you know it's just the stuff that we've just been um touching on there with you know myself being more of the hobbyist type um casual gamer narrative gamer at heart um um not getting dismayed or disappointed or anything like that, just feeling less enthused. But, and that's probably led to me wanting to dip my toes in and um, other gaming systems like uh, Kings of War. But um, I'm not trying Kings of War because of the rules or that. I'm, it's, I'm more for the, you know, the models. <laughs> yeah. It's more, it's more for the, just the, the thrill of um, having a, a halfling, a fully fledged halfling army on the table, marching across and just having fun with that. So, um, yeah, very different mindset, I guess. And uh, but again, yeah, as I said before, just um, I'm keen to actually just play the third edition as soon as we get out of this lockdown. And I think um, once that happens, and I have 30 games under my belt, um, we'll be having a different conversation. <laughs> I was just going to say um, as well, it's hard to be enthused when you're not playing yeah yeah and i am in, i still definitely am very enthusiastic for aos so i'm not going anywhere um uh permanently it's still my main jam but um i guess this uh this period this lull period has um has kind of opened up a bit of a vacuum which has allowed other interests to come to come up and um yeah. give me a, a, a headspace to think about a few other things and get excited yeah. about other other stuff too which is um all part of being a hobbyist as well, <laughs> different gaming yeah. systems and um, yeah. So I was going to say, I'm surprised, been... you've, I'm surprised you've not got into like X-Wing or stuff. Like you're a big Star Wars fan. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just um, I've always just been so staunchly AOS from the very beginning. Um, I think mainly because um, I don't have a lot of time um, like outside of work, and yeah. so um, hobbying. Like I have to focus um, in on something to to get the best out of it instead of a little bit of here, a little bit of here and there and everywhere, but not actually finishing any projects or um, always having grey on the table or whatever. Like I just I like to focus in and 
methodically work through and get things done and put you know produce a, a fully formed um creative idea so <laughs> um yeah that's just me though uh yeah <laughs> yeah and that being said like i'm a big star wars nerd and i've never played x-wing so but um yeah, yeah it's all yeah. about it's limit it's limited time right and also you're a hobbyist and you buy the x-wing models and they're already painted right so yeah, yeah that's probably, yeah. probably not so much of it <laughs> that's probably not so much of a, a draw but um I've seen I've seen so much Marvel Crisis Protocol online recently. Oh yeah, yeah. Well. There's like, heaps of guys doing like that, and those everyone plays it, and the models look really cool. But yeah, they look amazing, and seeing some fantastic paint jobs coming out there. Um, yeah, amazing. Um, that's all. There was something about He Man. He Man models are coming out as well. Miniature range. Yeah, Masters right. of the Universe. Um, so I've been that's been popping up in um some of my one of my feeds. I think Facebook. I've, it's popped up in there somewhere but yeah there's some uh really cool stuff um floating about yeah cool all right well shall we we've talked about hobby and obviously games mm. and stuff jauna i mean I, I can talk briefly about toowoomba open in terms of covering it and and doing that it's due like the event was the event was like really well run by gary and obviously mick and Gemma. like failed charge did loads of work as well in terms of putting it on and I think they spent a lot of money on terrain and, and all that stuff. Mm. Like there was loads yeah, of really cool. like cool 3d printed terrain that was painted nicely. Um, and stuff, the venue was really good, um, up in Torbury at the golf club. Um, there's definitely space to expand into other function rooms and stuff if they wanted to in future. Um, so yeah, like in terms of the actual event and everything, it was really good. Um, the only thing for me was that it just didn't feel like there was enough time. Um, and I think I said, I said, yeah. um, like I was on AOS coach, um, last week and I said, I, I just don't think the game is a two and a half, two hour, 45 game anymore. I think it's a yeah. three, three hour, 15 game. And so they were, they were like two and a half hour rounds. Um, yeah. and I, it was just too, it was just too short. Um, like, uh, most of my games are like three turns or the game was kind of done um mm, but in terms yeah. of in terms of like actually playing out it was like three turns um which is not good especially as you can like those last few turns can be so important and completely change yeah. the game now absolutely um, yeah yeah so that was a little bit of a shame but um other than that like it, it was really good it was just good to be playing warhammer and seeing people and and playing yeah. competitively and I had a bit of a pivot last minute with what deep can list I was going to play because I'd been playing Futhan the whole time flip tide saying it was the best and then for the actual <laughs> tournament, I decided I took Dom Hain <laughs> and did like a, a last minute flip because of painting. I was like, I can't get the 60 Reavers kind of Futhan list done, which in hindsight, glad I didn't try. Um, yeah, one yeah. one hobby wise, two gaming wise, it would have been horrific. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I didn't try and do that, but it was a bit of a, a pivot to to be taking Dom Hain. But in the end, I went three one zero because I got a, I got a draw against Gammy um oh, nice. in the in in the first game um which yeah it was one of those ones where we we played three rounds and then we had like 10 minutes left and we were like well we probably we can't realistically do another battle round um yeah so we both said like looking at the table like i look i i i was in a stronger position for sure like we both agreed it like gammy said like let's roll priority and he was like if you win priority like i'm happy to call it here because you will like you'll you'll win but then he won priority and then he was like now it's like harder to know what's going to happen because it's like 
even though he was on the back foot, my turtle only had like one wound left and was within a blood boil range, for example. So he might have been able to kill it, but then I still had other things. And it was kind of like with him getting it, he might have got some points and then I could have got some points back. And at that yes. stage, at that stage, we were both like 12 12 and we were both going to get our grand strategies. So it was a 15 15. And we kind of just agreed, like, okay, yeah, with that happening too much could happen either way on dice rolls and and stuff that we'll just call it as is which is a draw um but he did he he did bloody like dice me he bloody he bloody whipped his blood that he, he whipped his bloodthirster yeah and i and i was like isn't it mortal only like and he was like no it changed and i was like really and i was like i, I saw it and he was like yeah no it's any corn and i was like shit that's really good because it's the plus three to charge and reroll wounds and yeah, and like normally, like I'm like okay, but I like I trust people, and so he did it, and then we play the game, and he came in, and like he got the turn, like I got turn two pro, but I decided to give it away because I was like, yeah. oh, I feel like I'm okay, and then the bloodthirster came in into like the idol on the turtle, some Ishlanes and thralls or whatever, and rolls one six to wound damage goes. I'm just gonna fish. Rerolls his wound rolls and gets two more and does twelve more wounds in AOE, which <laughs> basically put it, it kills the Ishlane entirely that were unrendable, kills the thralls, puts the turtle on like two wounds left, and oh, I'm wow. like, awesome, oh, <laughs> and that like that completely changed the game. But then after <laughs> after the tournament a few days later, he's like, oh, I'm really sorry, I got the whip thing wrong. You can't do it. <laughs> Like, oh what <laughs> I, was, I was like i fucking knew it i asked you and you he looked at me so confidently in the eye and said yeah no you can and i was like oh okay <laughs> not again gammy i'm not trusting you again mate but then then corn then corn gave him a nosebleed and sent him to hospital as punishment so i'm not gonna i won't hold it against him but, um, <laughs> but yeah so uh that we called that game a draw um and it was it was great. It's always fun to play Gammy. I was just happy. I was so fucking tired because I'd had ba barely had any sleep all week trying to paint and everything. And I was just like, oh god, I really just want somebody I know. And then I saw Gammy, and I was like, yes, okay, good. At least I know that this will be like easy interaction and stuff. So that was good to get to play him and and stuff. Um, turns out again, three plus save stuff in Hunters of the Heartlands, so it can guarantee that it can be on a two plus save Juggernauts really good and hard to deal with <laughs> um but uh yeah and then i um so i played him and then i played three guys across the tournament from um i think it's hammer hub or hub hammer um and they're all like kind of from gold well i think gold coast ish club but then one of them actually lives just up the road from me i think so um i keep meaning to catch up actually and um we'll play some more games but they were um they were really good um so uh played one with fire slayers he's a beautiful like blue fire slayers army with like triple magma droth and stuff um and then played triple uh, so it's feck with like double terrorgeist and a zombie dragon so a big monster mash there and then oh, nice. um the, and then cam had lumineth iliartha um with techless and all the sentinels and the wardens and stuff which is super strong um but I managed to get wins against all of them. Um, the one into the Lumineth was just, I think, because of the scenario, which was um, basically the old blood and glory. So if by from turn three, if you control all the objectives, you instant win. Um, oh, yes. And yep. from, from the start of that game, I decided I was I was trying to win 
at the bottom of like at the start of three or bottom of two start of three and if i didn't then i was just losing and so i just went into the game with that mindset and i managed to pull it off but if it hadn't if it had been another scenario i don't think i could have beaten that army because he just all the more wounds just go through me and mm. um, with the with the standard shoots he just blasts off a unit of eels entirely and and stuff like that so and i have to charge at him but then he can guarantee teleporting and stuff around the board so that's a really good army um, my army doesn't like it but yeah scenario favored me and i managed to play it right and and get the win um, oh nice there and well then done. um but yeah so i, I but i had to play dave kerr again one of my nemeses and uh <laughs> he's your arc he was, nemesis mm, i think he is he was um <laughs> he was pushing around um he was pushing around the archaeon slave like slaves build um, yeah i say the the like it was a very very good control list like it was weird like looking at it on paper i was like don't get me wrong i know it's got tech but also i was like it's got three tens of marauders as the bodies i was like i should be able to do this like i just kill the marauders and archaeon can't be everywhere i was like i can pin archaeon with the ish lane i just want him fighting this lane and he'll get stuck on them for a couple of battle rounds like three plus ignoring rend he'll get 24 wounds he'll get stuck on them for a few battle rounds um while i go deal with the rest of the army because he's got bellacore plus a corn demon prince um but it was into spoilers so demon princes which bellacor counts as and obviously the corn demon prince they just end a move within six of terrain and they make it pitch black and it blocks all line of sight basically and if if oh, the wow. line goes if the line crosses an inch like not three inches away like an inch if the line crosses it it just blocks line of sight and oh, wow. there was so much massive terrain on our table as well and so he just had these and then the corn demon prince halves your like charges within 18. so he's basically couldn't oh, wow. charge him couldn't charge him couldn't shoot him the only like i could shoot and charge archaeon all i wanted but my army can't kill archaeon because he's on like a two plus re-rollable armor save with a four plus ward save and he could heal <sighs> he, he in that build he can heal like a, an insane amount um, yeah. as well so it was just like well i can't touch archaeon and then he killed both my units of eels in like the first battle round so i was just like oh so much for pinning Archaeon for a few battle <laughs> rounds and then i couldn't and then he, he completely just basically with bellacor and the demon prince just with their abilities basically shut down my turtle and shut down my eel, uh, shut down my reavers like i miss i misplayed the reavers um i took them off the board and i should have in hindsight just started them on the board but because he had bellacor i didn't want him to bellacor the reavers or the turtle um because he had yeah. control of who he had control of who would go first as well um and he took first which is the right move but um i was really hoping like he he was thinking about it because i took the turtle and the stuff off the table he he did have a good think for like five minutes or so whether to take it or not but then ultimately decided to take it and i was like Fuck, i really wanted it whereas normally <laughs> i would normally i would give it away but in that game i was like no i want it because if you go first into bellacore he can never he can never bellacore you like for two turns in a row yeah um either which is big and also he doesn't want to use it on his first turn and i was kind of like well that's all i need because he can't put pitch black on until he has a turn and my yep. army's fast fast enough to move up and do stuff and also then pin rk on into his territory but he went first and made the big charge into mine yeah. got within six yeah. six of objectives he's a monster counting as five so i'm gonna have to keep dudes there or i'm gonna just lose objectives it was the burning scenario as well so it's just like archaeon being free in my back lines was just terror and then i couldn't yeah. i couldn't all i had was like two fives of tree revs to try teleporting and trying try and like i made the nine inch charges but then i just couldn't kill 
10 marauders to like outscore a war shrine and and try and give me um kind of a leg back up um and i lost if i if i'd had 10 2 priority i think it would have been game on but i didn't get turn two priority and then it was like i can't i just can't do this now so yeah, uh, yeah. i got another another defeat to dave unfortunately <laughs> but um you'll get him next time chris <laughs> next time <laughs> but but yeah so it was a still pretty good results so i got yeah three wins a draw and a loss which put me in sixth and i got best order um so congratulations yeah. Very I mean, good. I wasn't I wasn't best order. Tim McDivitt was best order with his Lumineth, but because he was on the podium in second place, I got best order. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a strong believer if Tim got best order and I got runner up best order, but I'll take the trophy um, <laughs> for best order. But hey, credit all tournaments, all credit tournaments credit different. Credit different. Yeah. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and Corey um, got third on the podium um, because he and Tim had played earlier in their round three and they drew um so they had a draw and then because i had a draw they were like if i beat dave like Corey and tim were like we need you to beat dave because then we <laughs> we have a chat and i was like oh god no pressure then but um <laughs> yeah if so if if i'd beaten dave then like i would have won the event i think um and then they would have been obviously third and second based on their split anyway. Yeah. But um, because I lost, <laughs> I went down to sixth, but they won their games. So they still got like second and third. But, yeah, um, yeah. And obviously Dave took it out. Um, and he, so he, the final game was Dave versus Sam Thompson with his Soul Blight, um, which he's been yeah. doing really well with, um, really strong list. Um, yeah, keen to, so, yeah, keen he, to have a chance. And he, chat he, had a, he had a chance as well. I think there was he made a slight mispositioning of a zombie where I think he blocked, he with his own zombie blocked out Vordry by like a half an inch or a bit of an inch of being able to clear the zombie's base to make a charge onto Dave's home objective. And I think if he'd made it, I think apparently then he'd have had the game. But oh, wow. he just, okay. he just <laughs> unfortunately put his own zombie in the way. But um but yeah, so he, zombies at it again. So yeah, he did really well. But yeah, Dave's list was super strong. Just so much control um, that you don't necessarily see. But yeah, even just just Bellacore and the Demon Prince shut down like seventy percent of my army. And then Archeon is just the terror that I can't kill. <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> I, I don't know what you do. Because um, at that stage, even if I cursed him, it doesn't work because you have to reroll sixes. I think if now if we play matchup because Archeon doesn't make you reroll sixes anymore i think i have a better chance if i curse him and i've got all the reaver shots into him um it's still an issue because he's got a, he's still got a four up more win save so i'm still only doing half the mm. output that i would normally yeah. do but i've got more chance at taking him down if if i get curse off um yeah mm. but yeah as it was it didn't um so yeah but it was good it was good to play and like i said i'm very happy with sixth and and best order with a bit of a pivot into into dom Hain and and stuff so um yeah it was not a bad run out for my first tournament with with deepkin obviously i have been playing them a lot but um recently but yeah first tournament with them and yeah it was a i think it was a decent result so um i was happy with that um in terms of tournaments but yeah otherwise that's great that's fantastic that, result. I've, done, I've done no hobby since and i've just been playing like i say i've, I've been playing every week though which is cool so testing out different testing out different stuff so yeah, cool. Ah. Um, but yeah, do you want to have a quick break? And then we can talk about the 
two new releases that just came out being Stormcast and Warclans. Sounds good. We regenerated by showing mods, stagnation of monsters that feeds us with fear. We defy them and show them who we are. Courage and might, I cherish and scope. In the end, we will stand out all and proud. Wearing your heart on our sleeves and miration. For you choose to cherish the ghost. I am at last in a place I can grow to be. Okay, we're back from the break, and we're going to have a little bit of a chat about the new Stormcast and Cruel Boys releases. So just looking through at the models now, um, these Killer Boss and Corpse Ripper Vulture, there's a Gobsprack, the Mouth of Mork. So I'm guessing that's one kit, uh, two different builds. This guy is an absolute I don't know if you're like, I'm guessing. Like, as if you haven't <laughs> seen the pictures of this, like, months ago. <laughs> he's amazing he's like i think he genuinely is my favorite model like from age of sigma that i have seen i i as soon as i saw him i was like i'm buying that model i'm i don't know if i'm getting the army but i'm getting that model but i need to find somebody to paint it for me which means if i do an army i need somebody to paint the freaking whole army for me so it suits because i wanted him to be done justice because i think he's incredible and i yeah can't, i can't do that yeah, he's he is quite the centerpiece. Very impressive. It's a giant vulture. It's just freaking awesome. <laughs> like he's just so cool, and he's got like a dead lord to change his hand on his model because he fucks up magic cast, like fucks up wizards, and oh, he's just so cool. I love that model so much, and I think he's good in game. I think people have talked him down a bit. Oh, okay. He's not mm. like he's not incredible, but he is also only three hundred points, which I get isn't cheap, and there are definitely better options for those points. But I think what he brings to the army can give options that you want. Like he knows the whole spell law for a start, and the cruel boy spell law is incredible. Like I know um, Tubbs and Pete Atkinson were were talking about it on the on the episode they've just released. So I was listening to that earlier, but the, I completely agree. That is one one of, if not the best spell law in the whole game. It's just that they don't have reliable ways to cast it. Like you've not got a tech list that can pump out the spells on guaranteed casting levels, and you've not got star drakes that get plus three to cast, or croaks that gets plus three or four to cast, etc. Like you get maybe plus one from arcane, and I think yeah, right. I think that's basically it. I think you can take big you can take big war and then the wizards know their respective spell laws in big war and once you get to I want to say 16 war points you get plus like all your wizards get plus 1 to cast unbind and dispel. 
So like in Big War, once you accumulate those points and you're standing next to Arcane, you can get plus two to cast. But there's yeah. a lot of if this plus this plus this. Like so it's not amazing. But just the fact that he knows all of them and he's a two caster. Um for that clutch situation where you're there because they just give you so many tools so like one of the spells is literally you turn off ward saves which is incredible wow. uh, yeah the another spell is like it and it's a massive range and it affects all units within six of a point it's 24 inch range pick a point all units within six are minus one attack in melee down to a minimum of one and can't run like Either one of those effects is good on a unit. It's both effects, and it's all units within six of a point, which is within 24. Like, it's so good. I can't explain how good that actually is. Like, most good models these days as well, like standard models seem to have two attacks as well. So minus one attack is a 50% reduction in damage output. Yeah. Like, a flat 50% reduction in damage output. And they can't run. And like loads of people with tactics now are like, oh, I'm going to pick three units and I'm going to run. Or I'm going to run up and I'm going to claim these objectives. It's like, not first turn, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, yeah, the, the spell is just great. There's one that's like a highly armored horde killer. So you roll a, a dice for every model in the unit. And if it beats their uh, save characteristic, then they take a mortal wound. So yeah. like, or e equals or beats their save characteristics. So like, thirty iron breakers on a three up save, you roll thirty dice. Every three up is a mortal wound. Yeah, stuff like that. So it's really good. It's obviously it's save characteristics. So like, if people have got bonuses to give them like plus one to save rolls, that isn't going to affect it because you don't change the characteristic. You just get plus one to your save rolls, but your characteristic is still a three plus. So. It, but like annihilators and stuff that have just come out with two plus saves you're doing mortals to them on twos and even if it's only a unit of three which i think most of the time if you see annihilators they will be units of three you're rolling three mm -hmm. dice mortals on two pluses they're super expensive because they come with two plus armor saves but they don't really like mortal wounds so if you can just be like well i'll just cast a spell three dice three two ups three mortal wounds it kills an annihilator if they don't have a ward save or whatever yeah. like and it's just it's it's situational so it's like if you're there, use it. Great. If you're not, okay. You've got other great choices, and you can cast two of them a turn. And his own War Scroll spell is not bad either. It's board wide enemy like units are minus one to charge. I think, and I think you might even like Oryx might get plus one to charge, and enemies are minus one to charge. So I think it makes yours better, it makes theirs worse. It's board wide, and he he lets units. If he issues the um, redeploy command, then two. Uh, so then you can re-roll the redeploy, which is massive. Because how many times you're like, oh, I'm gonna, you've you've ended your move three away from me. I'm gonna redeploy backwards now to make you charge harder. And then you yeah. roll like a, you roll a one or a two, and you're like, oh, no, yeah. You get to re-roll that, and then if you've cast the spell where they're minus one to charge, like if you roll a three on your redeploy. You're, they're six away and they're minus one to charge so now they need a seven where they thought they needed a three inch charge but you get into like re-roll the redeploys which is really nice um i think the other non-named vulture lets two units redeploy 
as well. I don't, I need to actually check if they work in tandem or if both of them say if this model issues the command. Because if you can have two units redeploy and they're both re-rollable, then I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not actually sure on that one. Yeah, I think if I were, if I was into this army and I was getting this model, I would definitely be building the Gobsprack build. Yeah. And he's, he's got like, a really cool thing about unbinding. I, well. I love his throne, like his uh, throne. He's sitting on with his banners and skulls and severed heads and all that sort of stuff. It's just, it's badass. The, the yep. look on his face as well. He's just such a mean bastard. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. He's and he, cool. because all of his attacks have the venom encrusted weapons, which is just basically across the army almost. A hit roll of a six does that many more, like does a number of mortal wounds equal to the damage characteristic. He's on a monster and all of its attacks benefit from that. He's got two attacks that are D3 damage. The monster's got five attacks that are two damage, one attack that's D6 damage. So, and all of them get the venom encrusted weapon. So if you roll sixes on any of them, their mortal wounds equal to damage. So like you got five, two, like five damage, two attacks. If you roll sixes, you're doing two mortal wounds for each one. He's got two D3. The D6 can be mortals. So it kind of doesn't really matter that he's like hitting on fours or whatever, because you're just trying to spike sixes. And there's ways in that army to add one to those mortal wounds caused as well. So it's essentially like damage two becomes three mortal wounds. And like, he's not like, he's not bad. He's, he's movement 14. He's a monster, so he can score your tactics. Like for three hundred points, I think he's decent compared to what a lot of people have written him off. The issue is a five plus save and a six plus ward. He is paper, and he's got crappy bravery, so he's not going to be like heroic covering and stuff. But he just he gives you really cool tools, um, like with his unbinding trick as well. Like every time he unbinds a spell the caster takes D3 mortal wounds. And if his unbinding roll was a 10 plus, they take D6 mortal wounds instead. Yeah. And then you're unbinding too. You get two attempts each turn. You unbind. You, no matter what, if you unbind it, they're taking D3 mortal wounds. And if you get that big roll, and it's 10 plus as well. So if you do find arcane and you get bonuses, you can increase that. So in that situation where you're next to arcane and you're in big war and you've got your amount of war points, eight pluses to unbind are going to do d6 mortal wounds back and once per game he can use three d6 to unbind so it's really good like yeah, right. i really i really like how that plays into like luminet cool. into like luminet sentinels and stuff for example because yeah okay you, you're not stopping techless reliably but actually i think when you play luminet you want to actually like sentinels the spell you want to wait if you've only got one or two unbinds for you want to wait for those sentinels to cast power of hish because that's where their damage ramps up is them doing mortal wounds on fives and sixes instead of just sixes and they're the few spells that they actually have to roll dice for in the army so one they might fail them anyway or two like you might actually have a chance it's their rolling dice you're rolling dice so you actually have more of a chance at stopping those spells. And if you stop them, it's massive. And also they don't like losing models because their bravery is generally pretty pants. And also if they lose models, they lose output. So them taking even just D3 mortal wounds from you unbinding is massive because one, they're not doing mortals on fives and they've just taken casualties. So I, I just really like what he brings. And he, he, he honestly like is my favorite model, I think. So yeah, I, love I can him. see why. Yeah, he's sick. Um, so we should move on to the, the Swamp Boss Scumdrake. 
also the snatch boss on Skl- Sludge Garaka Beast. Yeah, is it Sludge Sludge Raker? Sludge Raker, Sludge Garaka, Sludge Raker. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's yeah, so cool. This, He's the, it's like a dinosaur-looking dude. He's riding on kind of like the cro- a the crocodile kind of. Yeah, yeah, crocodile dinosaur kind of. Uh, weird, weird ass looking beast. <laughs> so I was cool. gonna say when you were talking like about Mercia, when you were oh, talking yeah, about yeah. Mercia earlier and their sales mm. and like they quite often do their like buy one get one free or whatever sales on monsters. They mm. did one of those recently, um, and they have a really cool crocodile model that I've seen loads of times and gone, oh, he's really cool. But I considered him for like my Seraphon and stuff, but I was like, there's never really a ch- uh, like a time. And then these came out and they've got another one that's also like a, a thinner kind of really creepy swampy aesthetic that really suits cruel boys and they had a bar and get on free the other week so i bought them so i've got i've got the two different crocodiles on their way to me because i was like well i'm getting the vulture oh, wow. nice. so yeah. and i've got the dominion set which means i already own some cruel boys so i might <laughs> as well just get get these crocodiles while they're on buy one get one free <laughs> yeah so um yeah i'm i'm gonna like i'll I'll do a bunch of converting with um like paddle pop sticks i'm gonna make like the howder type thing and put it on the back of them because i think that's the great thing with the cruel boys aesthetic is you kind of don't need to be great with like green stuff and converting and kit bashing because they are kind of rickety and swampy and stuff i think just yeah just wooden paddle pop sticks cut them up with jagged like edges you just cut the ends off leave them sharp and jagged and glue them together and make a bit of a platform and a bit of a frame structure and just kind of plonk it around the model and then i'll get a spare killer boss and put it on top in that like powder and then there you go there's my sludge raker beast so i'm gonna do that twice over and have two crocodiles so i've got the named hero if i want him and i've got the normal one because yeah, cool. the, croc- the crocodile is every every cool boys list is taking at least one of them and the whole army centers around it because it it's the thing that if you're wholly within 12 of it when you make the attack a, a six to hit does plus one damage or plus one mortal wound on the venom encrusted weapons so oh, damage cool. to damage two attacks are doing three mortal wounds so that's why your bolt boys will be doing three mortal wounds on a hit roll of a six and stuff like that. So you, you, and the crocodile has a good attack profile as well. So even just himself, he rolls a few sixes and he's going to spit out loads of mortal wounds. He can take the the potion from the swamp caller shamans as well to do mortals on fives. And like, so all of your fives will be doing like two mortal wounds from his normal attacks and your sixes will be doing three mortal wounds and stuff. So he, he's good. Um, so yeah, you'll you'll see them all over the place, and it's a wicked model, and so cheap. I don't know what happened with the actual pricing of this army, but like, I, I can't. I don't actually know what are the prices in Australian, but I'm pretty sure the vulture is like three times the cost of the crocodile. So the vulture is two thirty, and the crocodile, well, uh, the swamp bosses are ninety. Yeah, mm. like two hundred and thirty versus ninety. So unless the model is way smaller than I like thought it was, but they look huge from in comparison. Like I, I can't believe how much cheaper the crocodile is than the vulture. Like I was expecting it to be around the 180, 200 mark and the vultures. Yeah. Like two thirty, two forty. 
So it's really cheap. So kind of annoying that that's the model I didn't actually buy <laughs> of the range and bought the Mercia one. But just says large oval base. I'm looking for like base sizes, but yeah, it doesn't actually give the size. But yeah, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, those are cool. Um, I'm just I'm just going down through the the list on the um, like the new releases on the GW website. Yeah. So um, yeah. next next I, down I, we've got. Do you want to talk about the um, like the terrain, the new terrain we've got here? So there's the Guardian Idol, um, and the Nexus Siphon. What do you think of the new terrain? And the uh, domicile, the domicile shell. It's like the building instead of the ruins. It's like the building <laughs> of, uh, new, of that, new things. Is, is that the terrain kit that you get in the like Dominion? Oh yeah, in the other or... the other box, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's like I kind of really like a terrain, to be honest. But... It's kind of like a, a sphere. Like the Nexus Siphon is a. Um, it's kind of like a sphere. It's very, um, you know, with. It's kind of got this power orb, sort of nestled underneath it, sort of thing. Oh, the stormcast type thing. I think I remember yeah, seeing it. It's like a stormcasty thing, metallic, and it's got pillars, and it's kind of like an orb-looking thing with um, sort of jewels or glass suns sort of embedded it, and sort of yeah, that stormcast kind of aesthetic. Yeah, Same with the guardian it, it, guardian it idol cool. as well. I I don't think it does anything in the game, so I've kind of just glossed over it like i think it's kind of expensive as well i seem to remember looking at it and thinking oh that's it's 84 for one piece yeah 84 bucks for the piece and same with the um like this the guardian idol that's 84 dollars. so i'm like that must that it must be it must be big for it to cost that much yeah or um, isn't there like a terrain box that they all come in and they're trying to basically set the I don't know. They're trying to say this is how much this terrain box is by yeah. saying you can buy each individual piece for eighty-four dollars or whatever. But um, like I say, yeah. it's the terrain. It's the terrain you get in the like starter box anyway, right? So um, yeah, yeah. In the extremist kit, if you you get That's all the, four, you yeah. get all four all four pieces right in that. Plus you get models for two thirty. So I mean, selling them at eighty-four each is expensive, and I don't yeah. think they'll. Yeah, I don't think they'll sell many of them. But yeah, I'm kind of looking at that going, hey, wow, yeah, that's pretty pricey. Um same the domicile shell. Um especially when there's so much terrain out there. You can build your own. <laughs> um or 3D print your own, which is yeah. I don't know. Maybe. If I was gonna get any of these, I'd probably get the Nexus Siphon just because I think it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, that's so probably one, get that. Yeah, that's the one core model, yeah. Agreed. And yeah. I might get one of those at one at some point down the track. Um, domicile shell again. That's just um, yeah. It's instead of ruins, it's building a new building. So it's kind of like I like how they've kind of flipped that on its head there. I like that concept. So, um, but yeah, moving along, we've got the breaker boss on my brute Trogoth. So Another cool, cool model. So cool. <laughs> he's sick. Yeah. I think he's one of my faves actually. <laughs> now that I've seen him, like I think yeah, definitely vulture. Like the gobsprack guy, the mouth of Mork is, I think he's my favorite so far. But then followed by this guy, I think, or pretty close. Yeah. And he's, I saw him and I was like, I really want him to be cool. And then they released his rules and I was like, 
he's one of those models where 100% points is going to be the thing that makes or breaks him. Like mm. I was, I was kind of going, look, if he's, if he's like 250, like trog boss kind of points, he's, a, he's all right. But I was like, if he's like 280, 300, he's like, Pfft. but if he's maybe 220 or whatever, then he's starting to look okay at taking multiples. And then they came out and he's 180, which is so cheap. Like <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't have the venom encrusted weapons. So he's one of the few things in the army that's attacks won't be doing mortal wounds. But he's base, and you look at his profile and you think, oh, it's only four attacks, threes, threes, ren, two, damage, three. But his rule is you just choose to inflict, D, like you inflict D3 mortal wounds on him. And for each wound it suffers, he adds two to his attacks. So he's actually six, eight, or ten. And then he's got a built-in heal D3 in your hero phase. So you kind of just get them back anyway. Yeah, and cool. like... For 180 points, being able to just go in and be like, oh, well, I've got 10 attacks that are threes and threes, ren two, damage three. He's really good. That's like, pretty don't good, get yeah. Me, don't get me just wrong, a... he's slow. Like, he's move five, which is a problem. But there's ways in the book, like there's a mount trait that you can take, which gives you a once per game free move in the hero phase. So you could move him five, then obviously move him another five. <laughs> I mean, 10 <laughs> inches is still not great for a monster, but... You could, and then also there's a once per game teleport, and then like like well, sorry, a redeploy before the battle starts, nine away, like anywhere on the board, nine away, and then obviously the battle starts, so you're then free to move. So you could just put him nine away, then move your five, and then be like, cool, well he's in, and just go cool. It, it, you've not really invested much if your opponent goes and kills him, but yeah. if they don't, and you can take the, and they want to, it could be a threat of like you're thinking your opponent wants to give away the turn. But if you plonk a big juicy unit in front of them, they're going to take it and take it off. But if you just put him there, he's enough of a threat that they might want to take the turn because they don't want him charging into them. But if they do take the turn, they're only really going to kill him because the rest of your army's back and safe. Yeah. yeah. So I, th I think he's a nice little piece and he's in a wicked model. And for 180 points, I think you'll see them. Like I... Yeah. I I would love actually to be able to take like four, four of them in some crazy build and just be like, yeah, I'm going to just put them on the flanks and be like, there's two on this side, there's two on this side and just push in. <laughs> and like, they'll do like, if they make it in, they will do work, especially if you've got a bunch of them. Um, like, and if they all hit at the same time, there's the cruel boys have got a once per game cruel boy war where when you fight with the general, you basically, it's when you pick the general to fight, you can pick, him and two other cruel boys units hollow within 18 of him and they all fight like one after the other so you basically can go with three units at once so you yep. could take th three trolls and just be like all three are <laughs> gonna hit you now <laughs> <laughs> which is cool yeah he's cool i like his um how much is he I like that scaly skin they've got going on there yeah i wonder if that's textured or if that, whether that's just um heavy metal painted but um I think the really uh, he is, he's eighty four. See, yeah. that's not bad. Yeah, eighty. Okay, so eighty four dollars. Are you buying a wall or are you buying a cool troll? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So next down on the list, we've got. I don't think we need to talk about the sacrosanct masters of the sacrosanct. It's just um, Arcanamon Griff Charger and a um, Night Encanter on foot. Nah. Just a re-release bundle. Um, and then the Gut Rippers um, box set. Uh, sorry, uh, 
how many models in there? I'll do three. Ten. So yeah, ten gut rippers. We've seen the gut rippers. Yeah. Um, and I think new the one. Real, the main models yeah. and stuff, like the main models and stuff that's new from the book. So it's obviously like you got the, the mo- new the marsh crawler slogoth. Yeah, which the, everyone the Dobby? said is Swamp Dobby. Yeah, give give Dobby <laughs> his sock back. <laughs> yeah, I like this. Now, I, he's kind of he's creepy. He's a creepy it, looking guy, it is isn't he? Weird. I don't like it. Like, it's so. Creepy. <laughs> um, I saw it and I just was like, I hate that head so much. Yeah, the face. It's 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 a I creepy can't... model. I, I, I oddly, I, I quite oddly like it. I like I the hatter on his know. back with the like the gobbos in their little um, you know castle on his back sort of thing. Like, yeah. sort of reminds me a bit of um, Snotling's kind of vibe. Just a bit yeah. of chaos on some crazy creature. I don't know. know how big he is. Like I'm trying to work out from the base as well how because he's only he's like 84 bucks as well. So I think he's gonna be smaller than like the swamp like the sludge raker. Yeah. He doesn't but he could be on the same size base. I'm trying to like look at photos with the um like with they've a, got a comparison a model there. Like a gut ripper yeah. next to them. Um Mid, I, it's like he's the mid, sludge yeah, record, so I'm pretty sure is on a circular base. <clears throat> so I think I think Dobby is a bit smaller. <laughs> yeah, Dobby's a bit smaller. I like the build with the gobos with the, the net and the kind of <laughs> I don't even know what you call that thing. <laughs> the net catcher. <laughs> yeah. There's a thing it's like a things grabber. Like it's the like scale. It's a thing. Pack. Yeah, like it's like throat the unclean has for the Skaven Packmaster. <laughs> a thing grabber, a things a thing... catcher. Yeah, <laughs> I think I like that. Um, that build, it's just so yeah. comical. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's definitely smaller than the crocodile. Yeah, yeah, like it. Yeah, it's definitely smaller than the crocodile. Um, but yeah, uh, and then so... other new like new like cool models for. I mean, you've got the hobgrots, but they're pretty meh, in my opinion. You've got the shaman. You've got the beast skewer, obviously the big like artillery piece, crossbow kind I of I love thing, that piece. That's which a, that's a, a, that's a main piece. model. Yeah. 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 I, and yeah, I do think it's decent. I think it's like 130 points, five wounds with like a five up save or whatever, which isn't great, but obviously it doesn't lose anything as it takes wounds. So they have got to do five to it. So like stuff that does D3 mortal wounds to a bunch of different units isn't going to kill them. But they have a cool they have a cool mechanic where it's basically it's damage two plus you then roll a number of dice equal to the wounds characteristic of the target unit. And for each five plus, you add one to the damage up to a maximum mm. of damage 12. So like... Oh, wow. Cool. Against a Mega Gargan, you're rolling 35 mm. dice. Every five up, you're adding one, and it starts at damage two. So basically, as soon as you hit 10 five ups, you cap at damage 12, um, which is pretty sweet for a one like one shot go damage 12. But the issue is they wound on threes, and I don't think there's a way to improve that. Other mm-hmm. than like if you had a once per game triumph, which you can only use on one of them because they're units of one. And then it's rent like it's rend two, don't get me wrong, but rend two just like rend in general just means less these days. Like stuff can just get bonuses to its save to equal yeah. 
like plus three or plus two and basically just have its normal save. So you've got like a 50 50 against a gargan because it can if they know you're going to shoot them they can go best day ever plus one save and then when you shoot them they go all out defense so they've got plus two to the save so they're ignoring your rend so if you get the shot through it's which is what on a, th a third of the shots you're not going to wound them and then 50 percent of them they're going to save so even if you shoot three of these at a mega gargan one of them is going to get through and and do tw and do 12 damage which is a third of the mega gargant's wounds but if you're taking three of these you've spent 390 points anyway and like you're realistically only getting like one shooting phase into the gargants where you're in range and they're not at you and then they're at you so i just i don't know about them in terms of actually being worth it especially with other op like more reliable options in the book which is basically the mortal yeah. wounds obviously the rend and armor save conversation goes out the board if you roll a six or if you've given them a potion a five to hit because it will just be flat mortal wounds equal to the damage that you roll which is great but you are fishing for fives and sixes well you're fishing for sixes and then if you're investing a poison onto individual bolt skewers you're fishing for fives mm. so uh, I don't know. Maybe if you had a bunch of them and you had a bunch of shamans that were all just lined up for turn one when you're not going to dish out poison and you want to sit back and you just fire like four of these. But their range isn't that great either because if they move, their range gets shorter and they become like worse to hit. And I think they're like a 24-inch range is their long range. So you can take them in big yellows to give them plus three. So that means if you don't move, you've got a 27-inch range which isn't actually that far. And then if you need, so if you set, if someone sets up more than 27 inches, you can't get them because if you mm. move, your range gets shorter. So I don't, I don't know. I really like them in terms of how they look. Yeah. yeah. And I it's think like the, it's a spear chucker 5,000, you know, it's like, I think, yeah, a massive upgrade. I think, <laughs> I think they have a cool, rule as well like i like the mechanic of the damage plus dice and stuff like that but i think they need to be taken in like units like maybe you could take them in twos and then so like a potion would affect both of them and you could give them like both plus one to hit for example if you needed to ignore a lookout sir or if you did want to spend your triumph at least both of them are getting plus one to wound or they need to be like a hundred points, I think, and stay singles to still be worth it. Yeah. In terms in terms of the other options anyway in the book. Mm -hmm. But I do think they're cool and you might you you I think you will see them in lists, like especially people that are trying to do like stick to their one drop battalion that has an artillery slot. You can put this in if you're trying to spend points, but you don't want to take like an extra unit because you don't want to go above your five unit cap and you don't want to take an extra hero because you don't want to go above your three cap because you want to stay one drop. You've got an artillery slot, so you could put them in. So I think you will, because of that, see them in some lists. Okay. Um, yeah. And just the fact that they are wicked models and their mechanic is cool. And you will get those times where you pop a six, you spike 12 mortal wounds and you're like, you're just laughing. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's often like the, the less, uh, less sexy units that 
have that one thing and then they get it off like they it's just so much more fun <laughs> yeah it's so more fun you, than you'll just... get that you'll get that cheer moment you know yeah it's definitely more fun than being like well i've got 30 dudes and they're all gonna roll two attacks and every six i get is gonna do two mortal wounds to you and i'm just gonna roll loads of dice and you've reliably taken like 20 mortal wounds and that's that yeah like it, it just is cool more fun but yeah <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> um yeah so storm storm strike chariot i like it very um very dynamic model it's got all the movement um i just love it i think it's cool it's really roman right? like this kind of mm. roman greek greco roman vibe yeah um, the especially the helmets. Are cool the helmets yeah and you know firing the arrow the shape of it the look of it i think it's awesome i don't know what, how good it is rules wise um good but very good is very good okay good. yeah i don't i don't think i don't think you'll see the bow very often because i think the spear is just better because it's ren 2 um with a bunch of attacks um but yeah they're just they're good because of their points which i think is generally the way with most units um points make <clears throat> everything even yeah. if a war scroll shit make it cheap enough it becomes good um but these guys we were talking about it on the night that all this stuff was getting released actually because it was the weekend of toowoomba so it was the saturday night we were at fitzy's and all the like man read book and all the article leaks and stuff all came out as we were sitting at dinner so we were all like pouring over our phones and before that had happened we'd been talking about the chariots because we'd already seen the rules from uh like the community warhammer community article and yeah. we, we were saying what should their points kind of be and we were like look probably 180 and they'd be they'd still be good above 180 they start to become a bit expensive but if they're less than 180 then they're like looking real good and then they came out and they were like 165 so we were like Ooh. okay they're in real good territory just because they they've got the built-in basically like ogre monster charge rule so when they charge you roll a number of dice equal to the charge roll and four ups do mortal wounds and oh nice yeah they, cool. they, like they move 12 they have a 12 they have 12 wounds and a three plus save as well oh wow that's great 12 so wounds. 12 wounds three plus save movement 12 and when they charge you roll that many dice four ups and walls and they're only 165 points so like i think you'll see people take a bunch of these um but like you say you take three you've spent like 550 points or whatever of your army so you spent a quarter of your army, you got three of these things, you got 36 wounds with three plus saves, movement 12, all three of them charge, on averages, seven inch charge rolls each, 21 dice, you're doing 10 or 11 mortal wounds, plus they've got a bunch of attacks at Ren 2, like the griffs on the front, I've got like six attacks I think that are Ren 2, all their attack profiles are like threes and threes, so they're they're decent, um, like they're, re they're really decent for their points cost so i think you'll you'll see a bunch of them awesome good <laughs> um night judicator with griffhounds i like this model too i like his stance yeah his he's a really up, cool model he's foot up on the uh bit of masonry there he's he's in mid pose yeah i like it i like i really like that they went for um like an odd base size that an unconventional base size rather mm. than just going, well, oh, 
a person like this would normally be on like a 40 mil base and a 40 mil round because he's a foot hero and will just he'll he'll just fill the base they went no do you know what this pose is really long we're going to stick him on a long oval base like i i really like it it's it's yeah. It's very fluid. There's loads of motion. His two little griff hands are awesome. I say yeah. little. It looks like griff hands have got a lot chonkier. Yeah, they, they certainly have, yeah. Um, <laughs> they... Yeah, he's cool. And they've gone, yeah, that real sort of Roman vibe, haven't they, with the um the headpieces on the armor. The armor in general is a bit more more developed. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the whole thing, right? It's was more gr- agile. It was yeah. gr- Grugni has made all of this new armor to mean that Bellacor's cloud that he made to stop Stormcast spirits being able to be reabsorbed into his ear. Um, yeah. Grugni forged all their new what Thunderstrike armor. So that's why cool. all the new stuff comes out with like three plus saves and and stuff. Cool. So yeah, oh that's cool. I know no, I know I, like narrat- I know narrative. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, He's cheap as well. He's $55 in Australia, which for a hero with two Griffhounds, you compare him, I think, like the older things, like the like uh, Lord Castellan, I think he was like 65 bucks, And this guy is definitely bigger. Like there is definitely more plastic on this yeah. guy. And yeah. yeah, some of their foot heroes were getting up to like $70, $75 for like a clan pack hero. So it's good to see that it, this guy's cheaper and that yeah. there's some che- cheaper options coming back into the range as well like 55 is decent i think compared to some of the other options um yeah. but yeah he's interesting because he's like 200 and i think he's 205 points which basically he like his bow is two shots and it's threes and twos rend three damage three at 30 inch range which is decent Hero because yeah obviously you can make him twos and twos rend three damage three 30 inch range is great but two shots for like <clears throat> 200 for 200 points i was like questioning the output for the points um versus other options in the book like the new star drake reign of stars for example i think is much better than the old one was so that now is four shots like it degrades as they take damage but it's four. It's thirty inch range. Four shots, threes and twos. Rend three damage two, um, but still four shots at damage two. You've mm. got what damage capacity of eight versus this guy's six. Obviously, a Star Drake's a lot more points, but the Star Drake also moves, has eighteen wounds with a three plus save, fights, does loads of stuff as well. Whereas this guy, he does his shot. And the annoying thing is he's got a once per game like AoE mortal wound drop. Like, but instead so it's like everything within three or six of a point within 30 takes D3 mortal wounds. But it's instead of shooting. So one turn out of five, you're not shooting that 30 inch like two shots rend three damage three bow to do d3 mortal wounds maybe to some units and i just i don't think it's that great like i think you could have just said once per game he gets to do that and his normal shots um but yeah the but that being said his griff hounds 
that he brings with him and their new change to warning cry is where I think you actually will start seeing this guy as a tech piece brought into other armies as well to deal with certain meta things that people are doing at the moment. Like you mm. with Belladama and your little wolf summoning trick. Um, <laughs> because the Griffhounds that you get have got Warning Cry, which is brilliant now. So it used to be like if an enemy unit's set up within nine of the Griffhounds, then you can pick a unit within nine or whatever of them and they shoot can more. shoot at the target yeah. now it's if you pick if a unit is set up um like or summoned or set up within 12 of the griffhounds yeah and then it's a unit wholly within 12 of the griffhounds but it's not a unit it's three stormcast units can shoot that unit oh wow so you can just you can just pick off those direwolves straight away yeah so get, basically now if, yeah. if if yeah if belladama you might get pinned yeah exactly so it, and the whole point is people do that they set up a wolf or two and then it stops you being able to unleash hell because you're already pinned or whatever but if you've got this guy you set up the griffons go and then he shoots them and i mean he should twos and like basically twos and twos or if you've got a plus one to hit from somewhere or threes and twos rend three damage three like he's got a decent chance at shooting them off but the other thing yeah. is it's three units, so you can take another Stormcast unit like alongside this guy. Or yeah. if you're if you're playing pure Stormcast, your whole army obviously you can just pick your three units that are in range, and they'll all get to shoot. So like yeah, the Belladama trick I don't think will work against armies with this guy. Same thing for Kairos using the portal to set up a spawn. Yeah, to, yeah. to do same the exact thing. same thing. Um, so I do think you'll see him come in as a tech piece. Um, which is cool. I think I think he's cool as well. And he gives you free models as well. And his Griffhounds are free. They don't have to stay within range of him. They're free to run off and be like an independent little unit of two models. Yeah. So it's another way of just getting another small disposable unit to go get an objective or whatever, which is cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I think that's all the models that are yeah, that's officially all new... on like new or whatever. The new stuff um, as of as of this week, which is uh, what are we 29th on the 20, of... 29th of September at the moment. So I don't know what's coming out this weekend. Any any tips on? I'm what's pretty sure coming... the dragons are pre-order this weekend. Uh, I heard something through gleaned something the through thing. the um the onlines that um like these there's been a delay or something with um the dragons. Is oh, that correct. Well, I thought Did there you... had been a delay, but now it was dragon pre-order. Oh, okay, um, cool. So that's been sorted. I think so. Um, Were they? Um, so why was that? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, COVID's a thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's. I think there's probably issues with. I think the UK is having big issues with, uh, like, fuel at the moment. Like fuel supplies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Super super limited. So they may yeah, did, there I may did, well be issues with mm. driving boxes to stores and yeah. meeting delivery because there's not enough well, it's not that there's not enough like petrol and diesel in the country. It's that they they have a shortage of lorry drivers that have the I think they've brought in some new regulation about them needing a certain permit or something like that, which has caused a shortage in heavy goods vehicle drivers um for yeah, the right. trucks so i don't think they actually have a fuel shortage it's this weird thing where because of new restrictions on 
who can drive the vehicles that deliver the fuel to all the um like service stations across the country they have an artificial fuel shortage <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a it's not a brexit thing or anything like that like no my understanding like from the it's... little i've read is that yeah it's some weird thing where they've got a shortage of the drivers because of some new legislation yeah. around the qualification stops, or stops or the flow of the petrol not yes. so much not yes. lack of so i believe stuff, there yeah. is there will be distribution <laughs> hubs in the country that have got a shit ton of petrol and diesel but there it's just sitting not there distributed yeah. to the uh service stations across the country wow but anyway we digress into uk stuff <laughs> <laughs> but all this stuff is interesting all blame the dragons has, we blame all the this dragons. stuff has an impact and so because of that yeah. i think that is potentially why the dragons got pushed back they went um, stuck because... in the realm of china at the end of the day, they're a UK company, so they're not going to release in other countries where they could, if they can't release in the UK because of shortages. So, yeah, if if the UK has an issue, the rest of the world has an issue because they're a UK company, and they're never going to do that. It's just like <laughs> it's just like movies being released in cinemas or on streaming services um, in other countries. Generally, they're not going to do it unless they can do it in their big markets. They're not going to release. They're not going to release in a market that's not affected by COVID yeah. when their big markets are affected by COVID because then they're worried about piracy and all that shit. So, Yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, but, yeah, I think in terms of obviously all the models that are out, we've already been through them. The big the big other models that are coming out are obviously the new dragons for Stormcast. So you've got the two new named dragons, um, Krondis and Karazai. So... Um, which is basically Mufasa and Scar. Um, you, yeah. you must have seen these guys. Yes, I have. Yeah, they. I love these models. I think they're really cool. What do you think about their faces? I don't mind them. I think they're okay. <laughs> I think they've grown on me. I think, I think, I think the think first photos. Of, I they saw, got a bit. Of, they I do thought. have a very sort of. They've got more of an intelligent look about them. They're not so much just ah big scary dragon face. You know, they've got a bit of um, bit of thought or they're thinking or they're um yeah it's they're displaying their intelligence kind of that's kind of they've thought. got more human faces yeah yeah like it's very much like a smaug from lord of the like from lord of the rings the hobbit kind of yeah esque dragon where yeah it's like an elder it's like a wise dragon that's got more human characteristics and i think that's why it made them look a bit more like kids toys than the previous kind of models we've seen because yeah. kids toys that are dragons tend to be from cartoons where they are humanized more friendly characters where they talk and stuff like that and so they have <laughs> they have more human features in yeah yeah and so i think I, I think that's a weird thing from our brains where we're trained to see that so when we saw the like human the more humanized features on this model we're like oh that's a kid's toy because i think <laughs> characters that we would see would be like animated dragons that have human features because they're yeah. talking they're talking dragons to to yeah. kids and stuff so but um they've grown yeah, on me more point. i think it's a shame yeah. rules wise like karazai the scarred oh, just 600 points he basically just does damage but i think for 600 points and he's melee i think nah He's too easy to shut down or like do other things or get better options, um, especially in the book. Whereas 
Krondis, I think, will see some play because he's also he's not quite as fighty as Karazai, but not by like enough of a difference for I think to make you go, oh, I need Karazai because he hits way harder. Because Krondis is a two cast wizard that has plus three to cast, and he's got um, a War Scroll spell that's like twenty four inch range that does one of four different things, and you get to pick which one you want, and it's like minus one to save is one of them, which is huge. Um, it casts on a nine, though. So even though he's got plus three to cast, it's you still need a six to get it off. Like, if you do get it off because it's a high result, you're probably likely that your opponent's not unbinding it, unless they've got auto-unbinds. But, um, but like, if you want some magic plus a big monster, um, he is 18 wounds with a three-plus save, but neither of them have a mortal wound save built in. So again, I think right. there's certain army like crawl boys will just laugh and just shoot them off immediately, like easily without <laughs> even thinking about it. Crawl boys will just be like, "18 mortal wounds, you're dead." Um, so I don't know. I still think he feels expensive. Um, it's just because also when you look at the new dragons for the points, they're insane. Like they're too cheap. They're far too cheap. Um, all, all the new storm drake the storm drake guard which you're yeah, gonna see the... whole you're gonna see whole armies of them because they can be battle line and they're like 200 cool. 285 points or whatever for two which i don't oh, know yeah. gw probably looked at it and went it's only two models for 285 points but they've got nine wounds with three plus save each and it's you need to consider the combined profile and I, I just think of it as, okay, compare them, if you treat them as, say, they were a monster for 285 points, that monster has got 18 wounds with a 3-plus save with loads of attacks that are like 3s and 3s with Ren 2, flat 2, flat 3 damage, whatever, moves 12, has a 4-plus spell ignore, has a mortal wound shooting breath weapon that can move like albeit with somebody else, but it has the ability to move in the hero phase, shoot in the hero phase, and charge in the hero phase. Oh, wow. 285 <laughs> points. Even just going 285 points for 18 wounds with a 3-plus save with a good like combat output and movement 12 that flies, you compare that to a more Crusher. 18 wounds, 3-plus save, decently fighty. More Crusher's like 460. Mm, yeah. And you're yeah. just like hang on a second they're also both monsters so actually they count as 10 models on an objective not five they get to do monstrous rampages like they i just i don't know what went through gw's minds when they pointed well i do it was we're gonna it sell was, loads we, of we these we need to sell these yeah move them off the shelf <laughs> that yeah. is definitely what went through their minds is yeah. we're gonna sell a fuck ton of these because we're gonna make them egregiously undercosted so wow. it's um it's two yeah. kits. So you've got the the kit with the the character dragons, and then the kit with the um the dragon riders, or is no, I think it's one kit, but it's or like it the all old, one kit. It's like the old like fulminator kit where you could build either a fulminator or you could build the character. Um, so the nice thing they have done to give them props is, if you build the character, you're obviously left with one left over, hmm. so you can actually run them in singles but you can only run them in singles if your general is the single character. So basically, like if you're taking the single character as your general, 
you can also just run one of these as a normal storm drake guard as a unit of one on his own so you don't mm. waste the model which yeah. i think is really which i think is really nice but they've stopped it being an abusable like ally choice so you can't just take singles of them in other armies as allies because you have to have that guy as the general in order to be able to take the singles and they did the same thing with fulminators for the like lord celestin on dracoth um alternate build for a, a fulminator you can take a single fulminator but again that guy has to be the general to allow you to take the single guys so yeah, okay it's good I'm just looking i'm just looking at the uh warhammer community um article picture of the dragons all lined up in the sort of dramatic um panoramic view and you can see there's like the two <laughs> the two characters like beautiful brand new models the the flying um we got other guys flying in the background and then you've got the you've got the frumpy old star drake <laughs> just sort of like hidden in the back left corner and just you know in the background there like i'm still cool i'm still here but like yeah he just looks so frumpy <laughs> frumpy now compared to the how dynamic and um streamlined these models are i'm just waiting for the like he's, the he's really aged he's aged a, a bit I'm waiting for the, meme, the, the memes to come out of, Mom, I need the dragons. But you have dragons at home. The dragons you have at home. And it's just the Star Drake in the bin. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, funny. But, yeah, or it's, yeah, the, come or, it's you, or it's you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. <laughs> just the yeah. Star Drake. Frumpy, blocky Star Drake next to, like, the new ones. <laughs> yeah. uh, I literally legitimately have not seen either of those as memes now, but I want somebody to do that and then credit me because clearly it was my idea. So I'm just shit. <laughs> I'm shit. I'm shit with Photoshop and all that jazz. But if someone wants to do it, it's hundred percent my idea. You heard it here first. <laughs> Definitely. But well, yeah, I think that's pretty much all the new stuff. I mean, there's a bunch of new hmm. like heroes and stuff for Stormcast. Like there's Idris Elba, sorry, Bastion, whatever his name is, but I just, I think he's like a, He's a baller. He's the big new Stormcast hero, like the black dude that's in like yeah. chonky, chonky armor. Um, but yeah, I just think he looks like Idris Elba. And there's this video I saw online like a while ago. It's like a comedian <laughs> doing a thing. He's like walking along and he just, it's like rapping this song where he just walks around being gangster and he's just going, I'm Idris Elba. I'm Idris Elba. And like literally whenever I see that model, I just, <laughs> I'm just doing that in my head. Like old, old Bastion Carholtz. He's just great. He's like, Swinging his swinging his big Ren two damage four hammer around, eight wounds with with what he's like he's eight wounds with a three plus with a four plus ward save and if he kills a model he heals fully. And he's got like a board he's got a board wide ability to do mortal wounds, I think like based on wounds I think you roll you pick a unit roll a number of dice equal to its wounds and on a six they take a mortal, oh, um, wow. <laughs> but like yeah if he kills a model. <clears throat> anywhere in any phase he fully heals and he's eight wounds with a three plus four plus and he's yeah he he is kind of expensive like there's other dumb options like gardas who's just a fucking auto take if you're building into um oh what are they called hallowed knights because he's like 160 points and comes with a 12 inch five up world save aura which is just fucking good yeah. funnily enough um <laughs> so you'll see him all the time um but i do think like ugh, bastion's just such a cool model and he is wicked i get that he's not the top meta pick but he is also pretty cool and he can issue command abilities anywhere on the board 
and I think he can maybe do them for free, or is that somebody else? But yeah, there's the new dude, like, uh, what is he, the Lord Imperitant, I think? He's the guy that lets you bring, like, Annihilators down within seven instead of nine um, of the enemy, like, if they use Scions. Oh, instead right. of, yeah. you, you can pick one unit, like, per turn. I thought it was a once per game, but then I was looking at the scroll the other day, and it's once per turn that Imperitant can, like guide a unit of annihilators dropping down from scions and it can drop seven away instead of nine away and so awesome the the annihilators when they drop every enemy unit within 10 of them like take d3 mortal wounds and then when they charge they do mortal wounds on the charge as well which i think is on four ups if they're in like a squad of three so if you're dropping seven away and then you're making you're doing more wounds from landing, then you're charging in, you're doing more wounds. The annihilators with hammers hit like a truck as well. I think they wound on twos naturally, and they're like Ren two, three damage. Um and those imperitants can issue a command ability once per turn for free as well. Not battle round per turn. And so I genuinely think there might be a build where you could actually take two imperitants and like do waves of annihilators so you drop two units of annihilators a turn seven away you drop one with the shields that have got the two plus save and one with the hammers that have got the um like the more damage and you basically you've got your two imperitants standing there that can each issue a free command ability as well and so you drop them down the annihilators come down you swing first with the big grand hammers give them the all-out attacks so they're twos and twos and then the for free because of the imperitant and then the other imperitant goes all out defense on the other unit that is then going to get attacked because there's no point attacking the unit that's already attacked so then they're sitting there with a one plus save and i and then you and then you just do it the next turn because it's every turn you can drop the two units and give the free command abilities and stuff so i think there could be a fun interesting mortal wound bomb annihilator build in there as well using the imperitants um which would be interesting um, I've not yeah. really heard people talking about that much. I've heard people talking about the Annihilator bomb, but not so much the, the tech of maybe like multiple Imperitants and using the like free CP and stuff like that, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sounds epic. <laughs> I think you'll see a fuck ton of Stormcast everywhere. Yeah. Basically, like the new book's insane. Long Strikes are amazing. Fulminators are off the chart the increase they got versus the other Drakov Cav. Like, five attack space, they're always Ren 2 on the charge there. They're three damage, threes and threes. The Drakoths are three attacks each, three threes, Ren 2, damage 2, all the time. Oh, wow. They're <laughs> really good for the points. Um, and then Protectors are bonkers as well. They went to five attacks a model as well, kept their three-inch range. Three-plus save base now. If half the models or more have got their Glaives, which they should do, there are two plus save with rent. Their attacks are rent two, threes and threes, five a model. And then the star song maces, they still do their whole like roller dice. Ones do nothing. Twos to fives do D three and sixes do D six. I want to say mortals. Um, but that used to just be their attack profile was star, but now their attack profile is one. And then you see what it does. And there's a way in that book to give paladins an extra attack, which then means that star star maces actually get two attacks. And so <laughs> if you take 15 protectors, you can have six star star maces, which actually then if you do that, 
once per game command ability, you can make 12 star soul mace attacks and just blast mortal wounds like they're going out of fashion. Um, <laughs> so I know you'll see you'll see that as well on these dudes with two plus freaking saves. And even if even without the mortal wounds, like they've still then got what in a unit of 15, they've got nine dudes that have got five attacks each that are threes and threes, ren two with three inch range. So like the the paladin protector block you're gonna see as well. So there's a bunch of different builds because like I said, the chariots are great, annihilator combo, the dragons are bonkers. There's loads of strong stuff in that book, which I think is actually cool for other armies. Like if you're an order army, it's a good time to buy Stormcast because you can ally in. And so for 400 points, you've got some options. Even just like a yeah. couple of chariots. That's 330 points that fits in your allies. Like you haven't got a flex your list. You get these cool chariots that have got decent saves. The chariots don't need anything. They don't need allegiance abilities. They function really nicely. You can put a brick of long strikes in to give yourself 30 inch mortal wound, high rend, high damage, reliable shooting. Like, yeah, you could yeah. put some storm Drake guard in. Like you're going to you put fulminators in. You can put all this stuff in. So yeah. um you're gonna this, see this, a lot that's the part that's the part they've definitely thought out <laughs> yes yes <laughs> everyone should own stormcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'm i'm always tempted with the stormcast one day <laughs> yeah all right we've actually i think hit nearly the two hour mark now which i didn't think we were going to do at the start of the show but that's good it's, yeah it obviously yeah. shows we've not recorded for a little while <laughs> Yeah, there's lots, always lots to talk about, and we just we just love to talk Warhammer. So here we are again, after however many years now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Well, yeah. Hopefully... Five years. Five years. Five years. Are we coming? Up? Oh my god! Is it really five years? Yeah, it probably would be. Is it five, four, four or five? Probably five. Oh. Seven, 2017. I think it might even be six. 2016. 2016. Yeah. I think we started. Yeah. Or was it 2017? No, 2016. Anyway, yeah. We're still here. Yeah. We're still waving the flag. Yeah. <laughs> We're up to third ed now. <laughs> we've had highs. We've had lows. We've had masters. We've had potatoes. We've had <laughs> hobby. <laughs> we've had, we've had, a, we've had hobby awards. We've had, we've had dragons being taken off, slain on a one in first edition. <laughs> and now we've got, and now we've got kids toy dragons. Yeah. yeah and that's right. where it's come around to. Um, but yeah, I think we we have a special episode planned for our next episode, which is going to be a Halloween Soulblight Spooktacular, um, where we're hopefully going to have a special guest on that has been playing lots of Soulblight and done well, um, and is also a good hobbyist. James is obviously smashing out the hobby for his Soulblight, long-time Soulblight player, and I also am very keen to play my Soulblight. So yes. All three of us, I think, are going to sit down and have a good deep dive into what is Soul Blight and really just sink our teeth into it. Hashtag dad jokes. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, looking forward to it. And yeah, let's uh, oh, let's go to bed. I'm, I'm starting to <laughs> fade. <laughs> All right. We will call it a show there. So thanks as always for listening. Um, and yeah, we will see you on the next show. See you guys. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Mortally Wounded Podcast. 
contact Chris on Twitter at Wounded Mortally. You can contact James on Instagram at Duke Cadrick. Our website is www.mortallywoundedpodcast.com. Check out the shop where you'll find some super sexy swag for your hobby. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.